Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome into Scout's Eye on College Football on the Landry Football Podcast Network. What a weekend weekend was in the college game. So much to get into. Georgia exercises their might, their will over Tennessee. Uh, LSU with the big win at home in Tiger Stadium against Alabama. The state of the Alabama program, uh, certainly under fire. We'll take a look at that. Clemson gets knocked out by Notre Dame. Um, Texas holding on to beat Kansas State. Tulane still rolling. They've got a couple of big hurdles left, though, uh, in, in the possibility of them being in the New Year's Six game. TCU finishes well again. Um, Florida gets by AM, and uh, Purdue falls against Iowa. Um, really interesting weekend. Uh, we're going to get into a lot of it. How does the playoff pitcher stand? I tend to be the type that likes to study the game film, study the teams, let it play out. But everybody wants to know the what if and play the what if game. So we'll get into a lot of things. A reminder to get detailed film on breakdowns of all the college action. Uh, by conference, uh, nationally, all the NFL action, we got it covered for you at LandryFootball.com. So make sure that you check that out today. Also, subscribe, like, and share the Landry Football Podcast Network. So it was uh, week 10 that promised to be one of the best, if not the best, weekends in college football. It usually is that way because you have good games all year long. But when you get in November, uh, it is the most important games because there's less games left, and it usually are the deciding factors of a number of things. We we think we know. We're almost there with who is going to represent the SEC East and potentially the SEC West, and, and we're kind of looking at the rest of the leagues and trying to figure it out from last week on. It, it didn't develop. The Alabama-LSU game was, um, you know um, – a classic game. We're going to get into kind of the minutia of that. Um, but it probably, I mean, I don't see a scenario, can't give you a scenario that's realistic. That wouldn't take an hour and confuse the hell out of everybody to say that Alabama is even in a position. I think this eliminates them. I think this puts them way beneath everyone and not being able to go to the conference championship game um, with two losses is going to be, um, I won't say impossible, but uh, virtually impossible. What does this mean for the other teams? Things are wide open. Can LSU still make a run? 
What about the Pac-12, Oregon, USC, UCLA? TCU, can they keep it going? Tennessee, do they still have a chance? How much of a throttling, and I thought that was a 27-13 loss to Georgia that was even bigger than the score indicated. How much is that going to affect them? Depends. You can't look at, and to me, play the what-if game unless you look at all the scenarios and you see how the games play out. But I want to get right into um, Georgia's performance against Tennessee. Um, Tennessee entered Saturday having scored 34-plus points in every game. Lightning fast tempo. uh, Killing teams vertically. This Georgia team's a little different. I often say this. When you're talking about who the best teams are, there's some teams that are more complete than others. I think Georgia's probably the most balanced, complete team in the country. I think when they're playing... Their best, I think, Ohio State's probably the second best. They haven't played anywhere near that. So I question whether they have it this year or will find it. But it's often the styles of matchup. For example, Tennessee style matches up a little bit better against Alabama. Not historically, not year after year. This year, matches up better than they did against Georgia. Why? We discussed this on LandryFootball.com and and on the the various podcasts we do, the SEC Football and Beyond and others, that there's a reason for that. Georgia has better personnel than Alabama right now. Oh, if you go look up the websites and the recruiting websites, they'll tell you that Alabama has the best personnel in the country. Okay, if that's how you evaluate personnel, then you're going to be misguided most of the time. You can look at overall numbers of five stars here or there, and all of that may be true. How do you match up schematically, and where does the skill set match up? For example, Georgia, outstanding quarterback that all he does is win and make plays in big moments. Uh, May not be the most gifted physical skill set, but outstanding college quarterback. Good running backs with depth. Maybe not as great as some of the backs they've had in the past, but good. The receivers are not outstanding, but are good. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The tight ends are outstanding. The offensive line is outstanding. The defensive tackles are outstanding. Their edge rush guys are really good. Their linebackers are good and deep. Didn't even play with their best linebacker Saturday against Tennessee. Their corners are outstanding. 
Their safeties are really good. Their special teams, really good to outstanding. They're a well-rounded team. To stop or slow down a Tennessee offense, you've got to create pressure. you got to create rush pressure. You can't do that unless you can defend a team like Tennessee's run game with minimum guys in the box. Georgia is built up front to control the line of scrimmage, limit the run game, and if you can do that, you can play maximum guys, you can drop maximum guys, you can bring rush uh, blitz pressure when you want to, you can drop them, and your safeties don't, you don't have to worry about those safeties helping in the run game. They could do that. Why can they do that? Why? Because they're better at defensive tackle than Alabama is. You know, people think, well, Alabama's got the best defensive line in the country because they got Will Anderson. Dallas Turner's really good on the other side, too as edge rushers. They're not the defensive tackles. They can't control the line of scrimmage. Georgia is the new Alabama. Georgia is what Alabama used to look like defensively. Georgia is the best defensive personnel in the country. And they're playing like it. And that's what it takes to generate the ability to defend the run with without putting numbers in the box to defend it. To Bring blitz pressure, and you can't bring blitz, bring blitz pressure unless you've got guys that can hold up in, uh, in coverage at corner. Alabama doesn't have that. So there was a mismatch for Tennessee against Alabama. But it was just as much of a mismatch for Tennessee against Georgia in the opposite direction. That's really the key. This, this ability to generate pressure, to break the rhythm, to crash the mesh point, this Tennessee offense is about running not only tempo, but reading numbers in the box and throw, running the football against light numbers and throwing it against soft numbers. And they saw light numbers, tried to run it, couldn't run it, didn't uh, tried to throw it, couldn't throw it, probably would have a different game plan. But Tennessee doesn't have a real varied approach on how they run their offense. Very simple. Very easy. That's why they're good at it. They rep it. They're good. They work tempo, but they're not nearly as good against this style. So, yes, Georgia is a better program and better personnel, but it's not just as simple with of that, as simple as that. It's about where Georgia matches up, where they are really, really good. It can negate what Tennessee tries to do. And then offensively, Tennessee, uh, uh, Georgia didn't have any problem moving the football against Tennessee. And putting Tennessee's defense on the field eventually is a problem. And that game felt like a 36-6 to game or 34-6 to game rather than a, than a 27-13 game. It's got speed. It's got base pressure, got blitz pressure. And they're able to do that very effectively. So it is not about scheme. Well, everybody should have blitzed Tennessee. No, you can't blitz Tennessee. If you can't get home with the blitz and you can't cover, that's an easy death. That's the easiest way. Other teams have tried to blitz Tennessee, not with any degree of effectiveness. And oh, by the way, the crowd was a big factor. It absolutely was a big factor. A noisy stadium. A lot of credit there. But the biggest reason why the false starts took place with Tennessee is because Georgia was getting off the ball so quickly. 
when you are getting beat off the snap as an offensive lineman, you try, you try to be a little quick so that you don't get beat. And when you get a little too quick, you get called for an early start. And it happened time and time again. Georgia didn't surrender a single play of 30-plus yards. Not one. Not one. They thrive on big plays. How many 30-plus yard plays they've had this year at Tennessee? 36. 36 plays of 30 yards or more. Not one. Not one play that Georgia um, give up 30 yards or more. Not one. The Vols move slower than normal, 2.8, 2.58 plays per minute. Um, and they couldn't convert. They had three drives at 10-plus plays that resulted in three points. You force Tennessee to play in a compressed area of the field where you can't go vertically. You have to throw it in compressed windows. That's the formula. It's the schematic formula, provided you have the plays to run it, and Georgia does. So that was really the key. Georgia's rightly so should have stayed number one, but it's okay to have revolving rankings. Georgia will be number one in the rankings and deserve to be there. For Tennessee, look, um, it is not the end of the world. It is, on the one side, people will say, well, it's just a second year of Josh Heupel. And they'll be back, and, and I no doubt that they will be. They could, they're not out of it this year. But it is important for me to reiterate what I've said before, that for all the success and the excitement of this offense, and I fully understand this is Josh Heifel's philosophy. This is what he believes in. That's in his DNA. And he shouldn't change it because that's what he believes in. But if Tennessee is going to make that step, I don't care if it's next year, five years from there, ten years from now. As the game evolves, it's definitely more and more about offense, and they're really good at that. But they're going to have to be a little bit more eclectic, a little bit more varied when they get up against the better opponents. You can win eight, nine, ten games a year. Depending upon your schedule, you're going to win a lot of games at Tennessee if you're Josh Heupel. But the expectations are going to be, we got to win the East. Well, in order to beat Georgia in the East, you're going to have to do one of two things. You're going to have to be varied enough to beat them with speed and make them pull them into the deep water with you, or you're going to have to match their physicality. And they weren't able to do either one. That was the issue there. So, little thoughts. Is Tennessee out of it? I said no. They're not out of it. I do think they're going to need help. They're going to need Georgia to win the SEC championship game and not somebody like LSU. They're going to need to get LSU a third loss. So that opens the door for a second SEC team. And it's not going to be Alabama. And it, if it's not LSU, then Tennessee's in the position to take that spot. Um, but they can't have LSU win the SEC championship game. Remember what the committee, regardless what you think of the committee, the, this, the whole basis of how they decide on teams 
is if you're a conference champion, that carries a ton of weight. And you can't take a non-conference champion and put them ahead of a conference champion unless you deem that team significantly better. It has to be quantitatively better. And you have to look at it and say, are they going to be better? Are they quantitatively better? Well, you that would be an interesting argument because you could say, well, wait a minute, Tennessee throttled LSU. LSU won the conference title. Would be a, quite the argument. But then if Georgia wins out, Tennessee's in the position. You have to look at who the second team might be in the Big Ten. That would be a contender. Clemson would be a contender, although I think they hurt themselves a great deal. I think a one-loss Tennessee team trumps a one-loss Clemson team. And I do think you can make the case that they're quantitatively better than Clemson, at least through my eyes. But I don't know if the committee is going to see it that way. But I think you've got Georgia. You've got the Big Ten champion. Maybe a TCU if they run the table, although that's in question. Um, You've got a one-loss Oregon, which is... Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. I think might trump Tennessee because despite the fact that the, the final score would be a little different, Georgia trumped Tennessee every bit as much as they trumped Oregon. So there's not a quantitative difference there. And one would be a conference champion. But if Oregon were to lose out and um, you, you have a little bit of a muddled look where nobody stands out as a Pac-12 champion, you know, uh, maybe TCU makes it unbeaten. Maybe they don't. There's a spot. If there's a spot for a second team from the SEC, Tennessee's in a position still. So we'll see how that will play out. Clemson, as we mentioned, um Look, this Clemson team all year long has looked flawed. They don't look special on offense. DJ has not looked elite. To me, he's never been the ideal fit for their offense. He's been good. He's been functional. The talent's good. They don't have elite receivers. They've got a good defensive front. Their secondary is not great. But here's the thing. They beat everybody in the ACC. So there's just a, let's give a lot of respect for winning all your games view. And I think that's fair to a point. This Notre Dame team has been up and down. They dominated Notre They dominated Clemson. Notre Dame dominated them. I mean, they dominated them like Georgia dominated Tennessee. 
I don't think Clemson as the ACC champion warrants getting invited. I, I really don't. I don't think their body of work to this point, their film, well, they call it the eye test. That's what I put. I, I don't think Clemson's close to one of the four best teams. I don't. It was an ugly performance. Uh, it, it's not a bad team. <clears throat> Look, I'm going to tell you, I wouldn't be surprised if North Carolina, without a defense, is able to score enough points and make the ACC game a fun one to watch. So we'll we'll see. We'll see how this, this plays out. I uh, want to move on to LSU and Alabama and go through the plight of those teams and those programs. LSU, Brian Kelly, Mike Denbrock, Matt House, the rest of that coaching staff has done a phenomenal job this year of taking a team and growing it from the first game on to now. Uh, they've been outstanding. There's no question about it. They have grown this team. They've gotten better and better as the years goes years gone along. And, and it's about guys understanding how to play, but it's been as much of this staff taking what these players can do and maximizing it. And nowhere is that more the case than with Jaden Daniels. He's a dual threat guy. They have got him more comfortable with his decision making and being more aggressive and taking the right chances. The one thing that that LSU hasn't done very well the past couple of weeks, and I thought they could not do against Alabama is get off to that slow start. They did not. They played well. They didn't dig themselves whole. They've cleaned a a hole. They've cleaned some things out. And they played very, very well. Uh, LSU's defensive front is very good. They caused Alabama problems. It's one of the things we talked about in the breakdowns of this past week is, look, this Alabama offensive line is not very good. It is not very good. And LSU's defensive line took advantage of it. The edge pressure, the front pressure really caused a lot of problems. I think that. Alabama made enough plays against an LSU secondary that's not as good as they have been in the past. But they still did a good job um, of mixing some things up. But it was about LSU's offense and their ability to utilize the dual threat capability of Jaden Daniels to really work the running game enough to be able to get Mason Taylor, the tight end, Jason Taylor's boy, um, not just in the two-point play, but all game long to have success. So it was um, a big-time performance. And, look, we'll, we'll see if they can run and, and make a run and figure out going forward. They've got Arkansas coming this week. That's an Arkansas team that lost 21-19 to Liberty and, Liberty and another Hugh Freeze resume tape game. Game in Fayetteville. Um, you know, Arkansas hasn't clinched bowl eligibility yet, by the way. That's a little bit surprising. Um, Liberty got out to a big-time lead, but but this is what's next for LSU. LSU's got to take care of business, and we'll see if they can do it. Alabama is a um, an interesting situation. Everywhere I've been thus far this morning and talking with folks about football and on different shows around the country, it's about what's wrong with the program. 
Where is Alabama? What's their future? So on and so forth. Look, it's not as easy as people think. People like to make and come up with their theories so they can put it in a nice bowl and say, there's your problem. You fix that and all is good. There we go. Got that done. It's never that way. It's never that way. It's always more complex. It's always more detailed. It's more variety of things. Here's a couple of things. I alluded to it earlier. There is this perception that Alabama has the best talent. They have good talent. They're ranked very high every year, but it doesn't mean that every position has been as well uh, evaluated and recruited. And I think some of it falls into the development from a coaching standpoint. Look, I've looked at and studied this Alabama team thoroughly. The quarterback's outstanding. They've got a running back that's very good. They do not have a good offensive line. Their receivers can't get open. Their tight ends, which is a big part of their offense, do not get open. In fact, he gets open more than any, and Latu is very inconsistent. They don't have much there. That's why they're running those arrow routes to the running back. It's the only guy to get open. Not against lockdown defenders either. This is not as good a team, folks, as people think. Defensively, Dallas Turner, Will Anderson are outstanding. They don't have defensive tackles that make a huge difference. Their linebackers are average. Their secondary is nowhere near as good as they've been. They don't have the talent that they normally have. They've got talent. They're still better than most. You can make the case that there's as good as LSU. LSU's got a better defensive line. I like LSU's linebackers better. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I think the secondary is a wash, but if I had to pick slight edge LSU. Offensive line, don't like either one. Quarterback, give Alabama an edge. Running game, eh. LSU's receivers, lots better than Alabama. So where's this big gap? It's a perception versus reality. Their numbers and stars by their name, they're not as good as they had thought. Talent is not about how big or fast you run. Talent is about those athletic traits that I just mentioned, plus your ability to play the game. And then you got to go into the intangibles, which are the ability to learn, the willingness to work. There are a number of factors, and all of them are in play at Alabama. It's not an easy fix. It's probably the toughest period, other than when he initially got to Alabama. It's the toughest time for Nick Saban. Uh, He's built up a lot of equity, of course, 
But this is going to be the biggest hurdle because he's got a team over in Athens, Georgia, that he's going up against that's recruiting better, playing better, has a better staff, they're younger, they're the it team, and they're in the state of Georgia, which is an elite recruiting state. A state that Alabama used to go in regularly and get guys when Kirby Smart was coaching at Alabama. So I think there's a lot going on at Alabama. You can make the case. Very close to beating LSU, very close to beating Tennessee, but close to losing to Texas, close to losing AM. So you can make the case they can have four losses. You can make the cases they're unbeaten. They've got two losses. I think they're right where they are in terms of what they look like. You know, it's it's not as it's a challenge to fix some of these things, but it is not out of the question that they can't do it. If you asked me or told me that they're not going to win a national championship in the next three years, and this is the last championship that Nick Saban's going to win, it wouldn't surprise me. I think that's a possibility. I think it's a possibility that he's won his last championship. I do. But I also think it's a possibility within the next three years he's going to win another one. Because I don't think this is a – this is not a disaster. It's not like what a and going through or some other places. It's a program that can be fixed. It can be tweaked. The issue is how much does Nick want to tweak it? Remember, he doesn't hire big-name defensive coordinators. He hires young guys that he trains and develops because this is Nick Saban's defense. He has Pete Golding because Pete Golding calls the game the way he wants him to call it. So the Alabama fans that say, wow, Nick Saban's great. He doesn't have a defense coordinator. He's calling it, and he keeps his job because he runs the defense the way Knicks wants it run. He, he's never brought in that outside guy. Now, he does that on the offensive side. I don't know. I suspect there'll be changes. I suspect there'll be big changes, staff changes. We'll see how well he's able to do with that, what he's able to do, how much he's willing to do. All those things are in play. But it's not the end of the world. But I think it's fair to say that over the last two years now, the best program in college football, certainly in the SEC, is Georgia. And Alabama takes a backseat, not historically, not over the last five or six years, but over the past two years, Georgia's better. It, it's as simple as that. What else we need to get to? Ohio State beat Northwestern. Everyone is being critical. I would say that I would be concerned about two things with Ohio State their willingness and their effectiveness running the football and their run defense against Northwestern. Do not focus or be concerned about the effectiveness of their passing game in 30-mile-an-hour sustained wins and 50-mile-an-hour gush wins. That's not an issue. issue. Um, Michigan. Kind of bullied their way in the second half against Rutgers. TCU finds a way to win again. Oregon continues to roll. It's going to be fun out in the Pac-12. Kansas, how about them? 
getting bowl eligible, beating Oklahoma State was a big win. It was getting a little dicey, wondering where that next win was going to come from. Would it come? Uh, Devin Neal was the star of the show, the Kansas running back, 224 yards, 110 yards receiving. My God, what has happened to Oklahoma State the last two weeks? They have not fallen. They have fallen off a cliff. This is the most complete collapse I've seen in two weeks. Uh, it's incredible. Um, Kansas going to the bowl game is great. Good coach, good quarterback, got some playmakers. Look, I think they've maybe got a, maybe they got another another win or two still up in play here. What else do we need to get to? Mention TCU, Oregon getting by Cal, USC getting by Arizona, um, UCLA, Stanford. Uh, got Ole Miss and um, in Alabama this week. It's going to be intriguing. How does the rankings come out this week? I don't know what other people are going to do. How I see them, I do think um, Georgia won. I I think Michigan overall is a little a little bit more. Uh, I would rank them a little bit better, but again, that's a contrast in style. Them in, in Ohio State. Then I put uh, Ohio State. The fourth team's really interesting. I'd put TCU. They're unbeaten. Um, that's kind of how I would see it. How does the uh, the committee do it uh, uh, this week, uh, come out with it? Don't know. A lot of football left, though. Um, some other thoughts I want to have go around the ACC and each conference. Drake May was outstanding this week. Um, Syracuse's uh, momentum's falling. They lost a pit. It's just going to be a collapse. They're now 6-3. and three. They've lost three straight. And after a 6-0 and all start, and I don't think it's uh, going to finish uh, necessarily there. How about NC State? Um, Look, MJ Mars playing well for him, the true freshman quarterback, doing some real positive things. The defense is good. Nice win to Wake Forest, holding them to just 17 yards rushing. Miami, my God, what a mess. Florida State trouncing them, showing no mercy. It's a possibility that the Knolls could get to 9-3. and three. I want to jump, jump ahead of myself. But that is really something that is within reach. So we'll see. Duke reaches bowl eligibility, speaking of reach. Louisville beating James Madison. In the Big 12, I mentioned TCU uh, getting it done. Quentin Johnson is big-time talent. Got some, as I get to do, get the NFL stuff uh, ready for LandryFootball.com. You're going to see what a talent that guy is. The Horn Frogs are 9-0. Texas this week, you know what a big game that's going to be. little intel with Gary Patterson over at the Longhorn staff at this point. About Texas, man, getting a lead. They look really good. I thought that first half against Kansas State was outstanding. They almost blew it again. Um, second half goes finishing. Got to be a concern there. And ironically, that's what TCU does. The opposite. TCU gets behind and comes back. If there's a game match for both teams that kind of match up against one another in that regard, it is going to be uh, Texas and TCU. Is uh, I think maybe the game of the week in uh, college football. Um, Texas, though, I will say, does control its own destiny in the race to make the Big 12 title game. Well, Kansas State's going to need a little bit of a help. Baylor went on the road to beat Oklahoma. Uh, Oklahoma. Largely a big day from Squirrel Williams, the junior 
Uh, lost his starting job to Richard Reese. He ran very effectively, almost 200 yards, two touchdowns. Baylor 6-3, and three, and they um, controlled its destiny in the Big 12 as well. Uh, Iowa State picked up his first Big 12 win of the year over West Virginia. The uh, the drums are beating uh, loudly for Neil Brown and his future there. I don't know. It could be numbered there. And the Big Ten, outside of the big win uh, or the win by Ohio State over Northwestern, Michigan, as I mentioned, uh, rallied at halftime, trailing Rutgers to beat them. Um, Penn State, no problems, dispatching Indiana on the road. Michigan State. Maybe the story of the week in the Big Ten. I think definitely the story of the, the week in the Big Ten. Michigan State um, suspending nine players. The defense stepped up when it had to. They'd held Illinois to just one for six on fourth down. Three of those fourth down failures came happening within Michigan State's 30-yard line. Their bowl, their, um, it's the bowl eligibility is still a possibility for the Sparty, for Spartans, but a tough loss for Illinois, certainly any hopes of getting into the playoff conversation are done, still in a position to represent the West in the Big Ten. Minnesota rallied from 10-0 at halftime to defeat Nebraska 2013 and Lincoln. Um, uh, the, you know, Tanner Morgan was injured, but uh, Ethan Kirikamanis uh, played very well. Tough loss for Nebraska, 3-6, and six, and, um, you know, uh, after the early momentum wins over Indiana and Rutgers, when Mickey took over, it's kind of gone back, uh, it come back to the pack a little bit. Uh, Purdue, they've been very inconsistent. Lose 24-3 to Iowa. Aiden O'Connell finished just 20 for 43, 168 yards, two picks. But what about that Iowa offense? 6.5 yards of play. Not a bad Purdue defense now. Um, really interesting, you know, a little bit better at Iowa offensively, not much though. Uh, whether it was at play in Madison, not just in, um, in Evanston, Wisconsin beat Maryland 23, 10, the running game. Nice job with the run game, 278 yards, two touchdowns, Braden Allen, uh, really good. Um, uh, Garendo ran very well. Jim Leonard's now three and one since taking over for Paul Chris, Maryland six and three. Really nice performance there. Um, Oregon had an easy win over Colorado. Um, Bo Nix is playing very well. Cam Rising returned for Utah. I thought they did a really nice job against Arizona. Looked pretty good. Washington on Friday put together a 18-play, 92-yard field goal-ending drive uh, to beat Oregon State, which is a really good game. Stanford fumbled four times and uh, lost to uh, Washington State. Um, so that's kind of how things played out there. The rest of the SEC, Anthony Richardson, four touchdowns, uh, Florida beating AM 41-24 in College Station. It's, again, um, at least some hope to build on for Florida where they're clearly moving forward with Billy Napier. With Texas A&M, maybe more of a sign that they're going to have to be some systemic changes there. Mississippi State avoided a disaster. They almost got beat by Auburn. And this is another case where Mike Leach is not taking responsibility for the loss. He's talking about his players and throwing his players under the bus. Look, you're coaching it or allowing it to happen, my friend. It's as simple as that. And, you know, the antics of folding up the chairs, typical Mike, 
not taking accountability. Um, Auburn almost beat him. Uh, Will Levis rebounded from a bad performance against Tennessee. Uh, got the win over Missouri. Controversial at the end. But people are asking about the call late. Look, as long as if you're a punter and the, the ball is snapped over your head, as long as you're in the tackle box, you're still protected as a punter. So Spencer Rattler had a really good game. It was against Vanderbilt, but it was 38-27. There's not as much separation between those two teams as you might think. Uh, Tulane ran the football very well on the ground um, uh, when they haven't really done so much of this year. But nice win over Tulsa. It's going to be interesting. They finished with UCF, SMU, and Cincinnati. So it's a great story. They're 19. They're on pace. But their three toughest games, in my view, well, Kansas State was a tough game. I shouldn't say the three toughest. Kansas State was a big-time one in a tough game. Central Florida is going to be tough. SMU is going to be tough. Cincinnati is going to be tough. Um, so it's going to be real interesting uh, to see. Players of the week, Tanner Mordecai, SMU. Did you see that game, SMU and Houston, 77-63? But Michael Barrett was outstanding for Michigan this week. Uh, again, uh, looking at the games of this week, uh, really focusing on TCU, Texas a lot. Georgia, Mississippi State, I don't think that's going to be as big of a game. Purdue, Illinois, going to be interesting. So that's a look at it. Hey, folks, uh, appreciate you joining us for another edition of Scouts Eye on College Football. Check out LandryFootball.com for all the ladies on the world of football, college and NFL, the film room breakdowns, as well as subscribe, like, and share in the Landry Football Podcast Network. We appreciate being part of uh, the folks at the, uh, the Big Game College Football Streaming Network. So uh, make sure that you check out all of their content where you can find America's best independent college football podcast on the big game college football streaming network. We'll talk to you next week um, on the big game uh, college streaming network, but we're also going to talk to you later in the week on Landry football podcast network. So subscribe, like, and share there. So long everybody. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved. We are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.